Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another podcast. Xavier Rowe jumps on and talks about his journey in terms of growing up in Palmanui, small town in the Coromandel, moving to Hamilton Boys, boarding school, and also the first 15 there. Uh, we also talk about his journey through New Zealand 20s, the ups and downs through going to Taranaki for Mata 10, and uh, going through to the Chiefs Super Rugby team as well. He's just finished uh, his first season with the Chiefs, um, but it obviously wasn't all smooth sailing for him, so really good episode. Uh, a, lot, a lot of learnings in here for you guys. Hope you guys enjoy. We just sipping up, smoking, strolling, having a good day. That drink full of ice and a nice cold case, and the boys put up on display. Hey guys, welcome back to the CRM podcast. Um, we've got another good mate of mine, uh, Xavier Rowe, on the podcast today. Welcome to the potty, brother. Cheers, bro. Cheers, bro. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Nah, it's, a, it's honestly, bro, it's a pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, how are you? What's been happening? Yeah, I'm good, bro. I'm just um, chilling in Hamilton. Um, started back up with Waikato um, two weeks ago, so NPC's about to kick off in maybe three weeks or something, so nice. getting ready for that. Um, yeah, and getting the body right for another another 12 weeks of NPC. Another grueling competition. Bro, hard, hard. Never stops, eh? Never stops. That's it, bro. It's a life of a professional footy player. How did the body hold up after the Super? It was all good, bro. Yeah, I actually got through it um, pretty easy. Yeah, like, I didn't have any any injuries, to be honest, that um, that held me back. So um, rugby's always easy when you're injury-free and you're available to play. Um, yeah. I've still got a bit of a, a back niggle that I've transferred on from last year's NPC, and that's still... Um, keeping me off some stuff in the gym, but um, on the field, it's it's all good, bro. My body's sweeter and I'm fresh as well. I didn't really play that many minutes um, this super season, which which was all good. But um, yeah, I'm ready to uh, have a few starts for hopefully Waikato and yeah, get some game time in. Hundred percent. Fingers crossed. You get you get some minutes. But I suppose the minutes you did play in super, you, you went all right, eh? I was keeping a close eye. Yeah, it's obviously. Um, it's a bit new, bro. It's you're obviously nervous as hell. Um, you kind of don't really realize how how big it is until you you kind of finish and um, yeah, you have those one on ones and that. But um, it went all good. A, a couple games that I wasn't very happy with how I went, but that's uh, that's uh, rugby and that's life, really. Happens, eh? Yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. How was Going the um, bro, so. yeah, for sure. How was your break? From Super after the season finished to before you started NPC, what'd you get up to? Yeah, it was good, bro. It was mean. Um, we only had maybe three weeks off. Um, we're like the other, like Taranaki and that. I saw heard Slats said that they're they're not going back till next Monday. So we've been um, us Waikato boys have been in the last two weeks. So um, we only got maybe like three weeks off, but um, yeah, that's nah, all good, bro. I just been home, um, caught up with the family and. Um, yeah, did all that stuff and then came back to Hamilton maybe last week, maybe two yep. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, nice, bro. Um, back to Parnoi, bit of surf. Nah, nah it's too cold, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a surfer, but fuck, in winter, man, it's it's way too cold for me. I am, I'm more of a, of a summer person. I can't, I, I come out surfing when it's summer and I can just um, jump in my boardies and. Yeah. Might have to put a like, four three mil wetsuit on and yeah. Yeah, so I haven't surfed yet, but um hopefully after NPC I'll I'll get back to Pawanui and um catch up with my brothers and that'll go go surfing yeah. go surfing with all them. Absolutely, bro. Speaking of Pawanui, kinda of tell us about your childhood. What was it like growing up down there? It was awesome, bro. Yeah. So I moved there shit, when I was maybe three, three years old. So um yeah, my family's been there for eighteen or nineteen years. Um it was awesome, man. Like, uh, there's maybe I think when I first moved there, there was maybe 500 people that lived there locally. Yeah. So as you can imagine, it was cruisy as like parents would just let us roam free till like till the lights came on on the yeah. streets, and you know you never really had to worry about um, you know anything that you'd have to worry about in Hamilton kind of thing. So um, we'd always be at the skate park till. Yeah, till the late um till late late at night and um it was awesome bro surfing they just let us roam free pretty much so i had a cruisy um upbringing and 
think it's kind of transferred onto my personality. Like, I'm, if, you, if anyone knows me, I'm cruisy and love taking the piss and yeah, everything like that. So, no, it was love awesome, bro. It was, it was the perfect um, childhood, man. Yeah, I mean, love the piss and love taking the piss. Um, were, you kinda, <laughs> were you born on a surfboard or something? I heard you're pretty good on it, eh? Pretty handy? Um, but I wouldn't actually have a clue if I'm any good anymore. Like, I haven't really... Since I've, like, started rugby in Hamilton, like, I haven't really um, surfed too much. But um, I actually used to be... Yeah, I used to be all good. I think um, when I was real young, I, I, I got, like... I almost drowned, bro, when I was younger. Eh? Like, I, I was real... I was maybe like five, maybe, and I was surfing and like, obviously too confident in that, and then um, got like stuck in a hole, bro. My dad had to come fucking save me, so that scarred me for a bit. But fuck um, yeah, yeah. But no, nah, it's all good now. I love I love the beach. I love the water. It's it's such a good um disconnect from from the big city life. Well, not big city life, but from living in Hamilton. Um, you know, maybe ten months of the year, and then. Um, it's awesome to disconnect and get in the ocean, bro. The ocean's awesome. Yeah, hard. Yeah, hard for sure. Mm. Especially, especially in the Coromandel. It's probably a place that kind of pops off over summer, especially like New Year's. Yeah, yeah. is not too much. Like it still, it still pops off, but it's not like a Mount Monganui or like a Fong or anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, even though it is, it is summer and it's still popping. It's it's nothing crazy. It's not very many people my age that go there it's mainly all small families kind of thing so yeah. um but that suits me man as long as there's waves and hot weather i'm i'm there and birds um <laughs> how did tell us more about um like growing up and how you kind of started getting to footy um but i don't know how i started I, I think just watching my dad when i was younger um but i always I've got an older brother and a and a younger brother as well, and they're always into into rugby. But um, I'm not too sure how I really got real stuck into it, bro. Because I've wanted to be a rugby player since I was nine, maybe. So I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Probably just watching rugby. Can't really remember too much of my like junior footy. Yeah. But yeah, I I, I applied to go to Hamilton Boys when I was like ten or something, bro. <laughs> Yeah, so like maybe three three years before I was actually going, I was you I knew. was set on yeah. Oh, I, yeah, that, that, that's what I wanted to do, bro. I, even though I didn't really know the the magnitude of being a rugby player, but yeah, I remember telling my mum that I was I wanted to be a rugby player when I was like yeah nine or ten. Yeah, right. but uh, yeah, I don't know. who knows why? Um, yeah, kid from a small town, probably just just dream dreaming big, maybe. Yeah. That's good, bro. Did you um play, play any reps growing up, or you would have played for what Thames Valley or something? Yeah, Thames Valley Roller Mills, bro. Oh, you was, beauty, um... <laughs> you beauty. Yeah, so I was I played there shit, maybe twenty eleven, so so ten years ago. Um, I was I was a first five back then actually. Were you? Um, yeah, and then I went to Ham Boys, and oh, there was um, I was tiny. I was maybe. Yeah. 50 kgs dripping wet. And yeah, I thought, yeah. Oh, shit, I'm not, not going to be a first side here. So I moved into <laughs> halfback. And, um, yeah, that's when my halfback um, kind of stint started. But um, yeah, that's all I played really. Roller Mills, Thames Valley. Um, that's kind of all there really was. There was maybe um, under 50, under 45 kgs, maybe, but I don't think I don't think I played that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I, I don't, I, yeah, I don't think we won a game that Roller Mills. It was yeah. in Thames and, we lost the invitational team and we got pumped by like Auckland, Auckland East by like 98 or something. Yeah. 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 That's it's tough. tough number it's tough. Um, yeah. Your, tell us more about like moving to Hamilton. Was that your first time away from home and you're a border there as well? Yeah. Eh? Yeah. I was a border there, bro. Yeah. It was, it was tough bro. the first couple of years though. Like yeah. obviously um, being a, like the primary, the, the intermediate and primary school I went to, there was maybe 60 kids maybe. So going from that to being in a boarding house with, you know, 150 other other kids and then the actual school's got like two and a half, two and a half K by kids. So it was, it was a bit of um, overwhelming um, at the start. Um, but once I got through my not, uh, year nine and 10, it was smooth sailing. Eh? It, was, it was just the norm pretty much. Um, yeah. You'd know it from, from being at Kings and coming from a 
from a small town and that it's it's a bit of a overwhelming at the start but once you get used to it and that it's um it's awesome man like i i love the boarding house i love um hamilton boys you probably don't appreciate it enough when you're there but when you when you get out into the big old world and you go shit that that actually wasn't that yeah. actually wasn't half bad you know yeah. just hanging hanging out with your mates 24 7 and you know having lunch times and you know spending a few yarns and that it was it was gun, bro. It was gun. Fuck yeah. Um, did your first couple of years in the boarding house, did you guys ever get flipped or anything like that from the big Yeah. Yeah. On yeah. a regular dorm, dorm, Yeah, dorm running, getting our bed, beds flipped. Yeah. Um, there was no like um swirlies or anything, like putting people into into toilets and that, but um <laughs> <laughs> but when when I got older, there was um oh, because there was no cameras or anything at, at my year nine and ten, I don't think. So yeah. Um. Yeah, the older boys used to get away get away with anything, and then when I ended up being the older guy, there was cameras. Yeah, yeah. same. Bullying was a was a big thing, which is which is fair enough. But um, but yeah, but I've I've heard some stories that back in the day, back in the day, like it was, it was gnarly. It was ruthless. Hey, I would have loved to be a boy yeah. back in the day, bro. Oh, bro, it would have been so hectic being that year nine and ten, just fucking. Oh yeah, yeah. I've heard some stories with fucking the the older boys. Yeah, doing fucking doing number on the on the little kids. But, yeah, same, um, same. This um, is your I, podcast, I bro. Think, oh, sorry, carry on, carry on. Um, but yeah, I don't think. Um, I don't think it was too bad when I was year nine and ten. Yeah, yeah. nice. This is um this this is your podcast as I said before, bro. But I'm just gonna go off on a little tangent now. I remember when I first met the Kings. Um, and AJ came into my boarding house. So we we're in the same boarding yeah. house, AJ Moore. And you know, AJ has been like a fucking man. He was a man from child, eh? And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could imagine. But he kind of wanted to get in on that, that boarding kind of experience as well. So one night, him yeah. and I, we went out, bro, and we snuck up into the dorm. And, um, like any normal person's flip would just like, I could hear them like softly, like touch the wooden, yeah, 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 the wooden yeah. base of the mattress. Yeah, they're all wooden as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're all wooden. <laughs> And um, obviously AJ, he's, he's like 15, 16 years old and he can bench press like 120. Like he's an absolute man child. Yeah. Bro, he grabbed, like normally, you know how you do it on both ends? Like I'll grab one end yeah. and you grab the other. <coughs> I grab one end and AJ goes, no, no, no. He grabbed both ends, bro. Flip this thing up this? and fucking sent this kid to space. Bro, and all you hear <laughs> is this fucking bang on this, on this fucking wooden mattress thing on the base and just we fucking run away laughing bro oh bro and the kid bro, just see this fucking oh fuck <laughs> that is one person i'd hate to get flipped by is that kind oh bro yeah i can imagine there's um there's probably a few at hamilton boys i don't think i was on the on the receiving end of of many but yeah. um but it's all good fun bro it's it's funny memories when you when you when you're um out and finished and yeah, yeah. That's it, bro. It's all part of it. I, I'd highly recommend um, going to boarding school, especially if you grow up in a small town. Oh, 100%. I'm going to be sending my kids to the boarding, <laughs> boarding school, bro. Dad, I got flipped. <laughs> Fuck, and so be it, mate. So be it. Yeah, once, once they turn 12, and thir- uh, 12 or 13, I'm shipping them off to <laughs> South, Southland or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'll come back with a mullet and fucking pigs, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'll spend the 15k a year just to, just for them to be in hostel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. It's fucking priceless memories. Um, your first yeah. year there, bro, was that like Bryn Gatland's year when he won the, when he got that droppy or? Yeah, my there? first year was 2012. I think that, that um, no, that, that one was 2013. So oh, yeah. I so think we were year 10. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, we're, we're the same, same year. Yeah. 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 yeah so tw- 2013, bro, was, um, was my, was my year 10. And yeah, that's when he got the drop goal. I wasn't there cause I was sick that weekend. So, um, yeah. I didn't actually watch it. I watched it on TV, but. Um, yeah, when you're when you're a little kid like that, you you look up to the first of Dean like they're for like God, God, yeah. Uh, well, they are back then, bro. Very hard, and then you get to you know first of Dean, you just uh, you, you don't really think about it that much. But yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Back then, bro. Oh God. Um, tell us more about your your first of Dean journey, bro. When did you kind of get in the squad, make your debut? Um, so I made the squad when I was year twelve. Um, and the the previous year, my year eleven, I was in like fourth or something, like for the fourth fifteen, and um, we actually had a good wow. team. My year eleven, bro, we had like Morgan Harper and 
Josh Morby and all that. We were actually sure. we were gunning. We were, yeah, we were called the Colts and we were like playing the first of Deans like around um, the Waikato and there was like uh, Luke Jacobson and all that. We were playing for yeah. Cambridge and that. So, um, yeah, that was gun bro. We, we, we had a gun team and Morks is carving up over in, over in the NRL now. And yeah. um, we actually had a real good team and then made the team and I was, yeah, yeah, year 12. Um, made my debut against St. Peter's. Won't forget it. I was starting as well with the start. Um, and it was me, but we had a gun team. Yeah. Like we had um, we had Quinn, who Quinn Pye, who was year 11. Sevi Brees was at thir- oh, Quinn was at 13. Sevi was at 12. Um, Ramaka was at 10. At 10. Sam Tor. Um, Sam Tor. Morgan Harper, he was there as well. Um, so there's, there's heaps of boys that were in that team. No gun. Obviously, Sevi and Quinn were, yeah. were carping up back then. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, 13 played as well. Uh, we ended up going to top four. Then lost to Hastings in the semi. Yeah. Um, but first thing was gun, bro. Like looking back at it, I probably haven't trained as hard as as that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, bro, trainings were out the gate. I was listening to um, Baggins's podcast the other day, and yeah. it was like, oh, we trained Tuesday, Thursday, <laughs> and one Wednesday morning. But we were training like eight times a week, bro. Really, bro? It truly was a factory, eh? It's a factory, but the bad thing about it is when people get out into the real world and they they look back on it as well, they just heaps of people in, in like stop playing rugby. Like I've got heaps of boys and and my year thirteen um, that were that were main players, but they just fizzled out, bro, and they just they just don't even don't even mess with rugby anymore. Eh? So, and yeah. in, in a way, it's it's bad, but the the guys that that push through and can actually you know, kind of push through the tra- the trainings that you're doing under 19s and that um they really it really shows like obviously Quinn, Quinn and Sevu who are um playing for the All Blacks now and Ramaka as well who was um in with the Chiefs yeah. with us this year. So and obviously Bryn as well, Bryn Gatlin. But the guys that can, you know, push through um the early morning trains and that for under 19s and that um, they go a long way, but I know there's a, a lot of people that stop playing rugby after after Hamilton boys first with things because bro, it was, it was gnarly, bro. It makes you wonder, eh? Like, there's so many people out there that have cracked it, which is mean. And I kind of made this comment on a separate podcast. Um, but like, imagine all the people that have fallen off that were good enough, you know, like all the people who were me- meant bro. to be like the next big thing at school and stuff. So, or hundred percent, hundred percent. What was your, how was your debut? Were you nervous? I think so, bro. I think because I was starting as well. And yeah. I remember seeing the nine jersey, nine jersey there. And I just, you know, thought about, you know, all the, all the good halfbacks that come before me at Hamilton Boys, like obviously Tawada, who's obviously become to be an all black and he's yeah. overseas now. Um, yeah, I thought just what a privilege, you know, and especially looking back at year nine um, and looking up to the first team who I thought were fucking top notch and that. And then um, finally getting to it was pretty awesome. Um, it was, it was against St. Peter's Cambridge and uh, we pumped them by like 80 or something. So it was probably a good day. Good game it's always good fun, eh? <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. But it was awesome, bro. Nice, bro. I think the first memory I had of you, I was, oh, I think I remember when you, Remember when you used to wear those um those orange Nikes, the high tops? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, yeah, I remember yeah. you playing in those, and then I remember this fucking blonde lid. It looked like a bowl cut, and I thought, "Fuck, he's not high tops, is he?" Fucking hell! Um, got, got the bright hair, the bright boots. Yeah, fuck, he doesn't want to be missed. Jesus. <laughs> um, did you ever get a look at NZ schools at the end of either of those years, or? Um. I don't, I don't think so, bro. I was, I was pretty gutted that I missed out on the top 50. Because um, obviously, when you're at school, bro, you think that's the the be-all and end-all. Yeah. Um, so um, it was it was one of my goals to make that that 50 squad. But obviously, obviously I didn't. But uh, I, was, I, was, I was gutted, man. But um, like I said, it's, it's not the be-all and end-all. There's a lot of people that, that play that and... 
um, don't end up, you know, um, carrying on with rugby. But um, I obviously didn't realise that at the start. I obviously thought, fuck, that's that's me done. <laughs> yeah. um, as you do, bro. And I don't know. Yeah, I was pretty gutted, but it is what it is. And um, I was definitely better off for it. Yeah. Um, looking at hindsight, yeah. Nice. Look at you now, bro. Yeah. Hard, bro. If you think about it. <laughs> if you think about it. Um, and then what kind of happened after that? Left school? Did you Did you ever go to uni? No. Bro, so I went to like, I did this like certificate in personal training. <laughs> I, I remember um, after like the first semester, bro, we had like, we had something crazy, like eight weeks off. Like two, like two months off or something. And bro, after the two months, I was just in holiday mode. I just never went back. <laughs> bro, two, eight, eight weeks, bro, was a long time. Yeah. yeah. And because um, I, I was living at um, Quinn's at the time, and bro, I, I, I didn't like, I didn't like doing the person like the study in there. I, I hated it. And I, don't, I, I think I was passing, but. I wasn't liking it. And then after, yeah, after the eight weeks, bro, I was just in such holy mode that I never went back. Yeah. Fair <laughs> and <enough>. then, <laughs> and I, I haven't done any study um, since. Lucky actually rugby kind of popped off because I don't know what else I'd be doing, to be honest. <laughs> I'd be fucking on the building side or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then and then Waikato 19s? Yeah, I played Waikato 19s. Um, we we didn't really we didn't really have a gun team I don't think like there's it was just me and Lee that made that um that NZ twenties camp but we we ended up coming second yeah to Auckland who were Auckland had fucking every man and their dog bro yeah Caleb Clark and all those Harry Plummer yeah um that Hoskins fuck that a that a gun team and I think we lost lost to them by I think it might have been like ten or something so. Not bad. It wasn't actually too bad. Yeah, no, it was all good, bro. Yeah, we were just a, a hard-working Waikato team pretty much. No superstars or anything. Just we're fit, skilled, yeah. and yeah, we ended up doing good, bro. Yeah. Nice, bro. Because you guys took it out, oh, probably went, not when you were playing, but like when Dupes and Matty Lansdowne and stuff were playing. Yeah. Yeah, Luke Jacobson. They went like back-to-back, didn't they? First couple yeah, of I think years. Yeah, I think they went back-to-back the, the year before us and then the year before that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they had a gun team, bro. They had a gun team. Yeah, missing out on um, missing out on schools. What was it like being called into that twenties team? Um, it was obviously awesome, bro. Like, I think um, I actually had a all right nineteens, um, like tournament in that. So I was pretty, in a way, a pretty like quite quietly confident that I'd make it, but still not being in that schools team. I didn't know if. You know, anyone really knew me. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it was awesome to to make that 50 squad. Um, but when I made that 50 squad, I, I kind of, I wanted to make the, the Oceania. Like, yeah. I've always been someone that once I make a team, you know, I want to I wanna up that kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, making the 50, 50 was obviously a massive, um, massive achievement for me, um, especially not making that secondary schools. But, um. Yeah, once I'd made that, I I was pretty keen to make that Oceania um, team, and then hopefully the the World Cup after it. But um, yeah. yeah, tell us um, how your twenties experience was, bro. Because obviously you were there was Loss who was there the year before. Then there was you yeah. and Jay Renton. Yeah, um, it was it was mean, bro. It was obviously dream come true putting that black jersey on for the first time. Um, I think it was against I think it was against Fiji actually. Um, it was yeah, it was a dream come true, bro. And awesome for my family as well. They were all over in um in Australia. And then I think I was actually the I think I was the third niner going into um Oceania. And yeah. um I think I kind of knew that as well. So I think I had to kind of impress to to push on to to go to France in that yeah. in that World Cup. Um and yeah, luckily enough I was I got the call. Um, by one of our coaches and then yeah France was awesome bro France was it was um it was crazy man it was a different level that that semi-final against against France was uh, probably one of the best games I've ever played in eh? like, really was, that yeah that was a packed stadium too eh bro it was because it was like real close to the field but real 
like vertical. Yeah. And it had like big cages around around the side. So like um and yeah, I think there was like fifteen thousand people there. Fuck wicked. And bro, it was yeah, it was wicked, bro. Especially being like nineteen years old, like fresh airs and yeah. from a from a little town of maybe a thousand thousand um people and you know, getting to south of France and playing against France in that semi final was yeah, it was it was all time, man. Yeah, really for sure. Because you ended up stringing yeah. together a few starts. You were definitely um, in probably the best form I've ever seen you in. Um, probably apart yeah, from yeah, your Waikato season up, last year. Yeah, I ended up starting that that semi final um, against France, which was which was pretty awesome. So yeah, I, I ended up in some pretty good form um, that that twenties and. Um, it didn't really transfer onto my minor ten season <laughs> <laughs> for a few reasons. I think I was just on such a high that I probably thought I was the man. And, yeah, <laughs> got to professional rugby and it was it was a hell of a lot different. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Um, what what was that semi like, bro? What was the I suppose the main difference in um, level of footy compared to the Oceania tournament? Were they like um, a next level, or like would you guys consider France, you guys to be one of the best? Or nah, France were France were gun, bro. Like they were just so big, so physical, mm-hmm. so fast. Like they were they were on a different level way, and I think they ended up winning it. They they won it that year, and then the year after. So, um, and I see heaps of them are, are playing for France um, <laughs> over in over in Aussie at the moment. So yeah. like their first five and a couple of flankers in that, you know, and a couple of props were all um. We're all like all all have kicked on to um, play for France um, yeah. top team. So, bro, they were on a they were on a different level, man. I, th- I think we lost by, shit, I think we lost by like nine or something, 16, ah, 16 to seven, I think. Hostile and, environment um, too, eh? Especially them being bro, at home. Hostile, yeah, loud as bro. It's um definitely one of yeah, like I said before, the definitely one of the best games I've been a part of so far. Wicked, bro. Yeah, it was, um, it was wicked, bro. After after France, what kind of happened after that? Um, yeah, so I was it's a long story actually, but I was so I was had like a PD contract with with Waikato and um at the going to, into my Oceania, they weren't gonna what I thought oh, I thought they weren't gonna sign me. Um for that minor 10 season. And um, uh, Willie Ricards, the um, Taranaki coach, was was coaching us um, for 20s. And then um, he kind of planted the seed that he'd be keen to to have me um, down in Taranaki. And um, I was pretty keen to, just because I wanted to play minor 10, you know? I mean, yeah. that's, that's when, you're, when you're in your 20s, you know, you, you want to play minor 10 cup and you want to be playing the the highest, highest level that you can. Um, so when I found out that Waikato weren't going to sign me going into my going into that Aussie trip, um, I was keen to get down to Taranaki and actually play some minor ten. Um, yeah. And then when I when I came back from France, um, obviously I was in some pretty good form, and I'd kind of almost made up my mind that I wanted to wanted to leave. Um, and then Waikato wanted wanted to sign me after after um, France. After France. Oh, you're joking. Yeah, so then I was, yeah. And obviously, um, if they wanted to sign me at that at that Aussie trip, you know, I would have fucking signed it straight away. But yeah. I was kind of already pretty keen to go to Taranaki because they, Willie had some bit of faith in me to, to, go, to go down to Taranaki and play. And then kind of ended up, why could I change their mind? And then... Um, and then, yeah, I ended up down in Taranaki that year. I got a release from my PUD and, yeah, um, yeah, I signed like a, I signed a, two, oh, like two and a half years down in Taranaki. Yeah. How were they? How'd you find it? Um, it was tough, bro. It was tough. Like, I think um, I definitely wasn't ready. I think you've touched on it with, with Baggins and that um, and, and your other podcasts, like, uh, I definitely wasn't ready, bro. I was 19 years old and um, definitely wasn't ready physically. I think m- mentally I was I was ready to to play for, uh, semi-professional rugby, but physically I was 
I was so behind um, yeah. compared to you know all the all the other players. You know, there's some some actually top notch players that play uh, minor team cups. So I, I think I got real real found out um, physically, and I don't think my skills in that were were up to scratch. Yeah, um, yeah I kind of I kind of think that thought that it would just happen kind of thing. You know, I had such good form going into mm. uh, coming from um, France, and then just kind of thought that. Um, everything would fold fold into place and then um, obviously it obviously didn't um, I think I only played maybe maybe three games that that mind tink up and um, wow. me and you were were battling eh? it was um, yeah. we were kind of in the same boat um, yeah. for a bit and but looking back on it um, I definitely I was definitely like better off learning those learning. those things kind of yeah, and then because um, I don't think I actually like started taking rugby seriously until till last year, until like <laughs> to be honest, like I wouldn't, I would, like, I wouldn't really like, like I would train, but like you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out and and do those extras and yeah. put the time into work on my craft or anything. So yeah, until last year, and then um, and then yeah, I ended up getting a release from Taranaki. Um, at the end of 2019, which I still had another a year on my contract, but um, wasn't yeah, I wasn't really, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't loving it, bro. I was, um, I miss home quite a bit. Um, a lot, a lot of things. Game time, obviously, the game time kind of got no one else to blame but but myself. Um, I think I think you you touched on it in one of your podcasts, like you were. I think I was in that kind of rebelling kind of stage as well. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Taranaki just wasn't for me, and uh, but at, at the same time, it was a it was a kind of path of my journey, and um, I'll definitely be better off for it. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. I think it was. I suppose it probably was a, a bit of a tough time for you. Like, I don't think you got enough opportunity to be fair um, on your end, and I don't think in terms of like us young guns, like there was you and I, and then there was Brad and Tom and stuff. I don't think we really kind of looked after you all that much. We were, well, me, I was fucking fighting my own demons as we all fucking know. <laughs> um, but like, I don't know. I feel like we probably could have got around you a little bit more, but um, yeah, I don't think, in, in all fairness, I don't think you were given a good enough crack. Um, yeah. Because what you had I, Crowley I, I first, and like, T-Man was there at the time as well, but. Yeah. I had my first like big injury as well. In that in that second year, I, I tore ligaments in my foot for the for the Chiefs um, development. So yeah, um, I had to. I was out for I think like seven months or something. Um, so that that didn't help with my second year. I was I was well behind my fitness and everything like that. But at the same time, I didn't really take that that time from my injury to work on. I, I could have been could have been gymming. You know, my my upper body was still. In good shape, so I could have, you know, been Jimmy and still been passing in that. And I, I didn't really, I didn't do that. I just went home for that six months and felt sorry for myself. Yeah, yeah. Which wasn't the, which wasn't the, um, probably the right thing to do. But yeah, that's um, no, all good. When you look back on um, your time in the Naki, what's what's one big learning you think you took from it? Um, probably just how much it takes to actually perform at a minor 10 and super level. Like I thought um, it was just going to happen kind of thing where you've actually got to take time out of your own, out of your own time rather than just train when there's scheduled training. Um, I think that's what I did a lot last year. Like um, I actually worked on my pass and worked on my box kick um, in my own time. So that's probably the, Probably the one thing, oh, and probably the other thing that kind of um, transfers onto that is you're responsible for your own game planning. So you're you're responsible for doing your review, preview, yeah. all that kind of thing as well, and not relying on a coach or you know a mate to to tell you to do it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. nice, bro. Um, and then you kind of you got a crack back home for Waikato. You signed with them. Yeah, so I didn't actually have a contract for maybe 
maybe four or five months. So when I when I got released from Taranaki, Waikato didn't actually sign me straight away. Yeah. So I was kind of I'm a fussy buggers up there, aren't they? Yeah, oh yeah, well, it was fair enough, bro. I, I turned my back on them um in my twenties years. So yeah. Um I actually they actually made me kind of work for a, a Connie, which was which was kind of good at keeping <laughs> Connie, but a bit of calm, right? <laughs> yeah, like a little blonde prick, <laughs> leave us, you little yeah. cunt. <laughs> um but yeah, obviously went back to to Waikato and um had a job up here and everything and um it was awesome, bro. And yeah, obviously um might have seen last year went not too didn't uh, not too bad, sorry. And um yeah, I actually worked on my game, worked on my pass and locked it down for for a bit and yeah, bro. Uh, it was awesome, bro. It, it, hard work pays off, though. Absolutely. It was, um, I think I was, I remember watching maybe two or three games on the trot, and they were probably the two or three games where you kind of came into your best form. Like you scored like a double against one or two, and then you scored a hat trick or something, or a few tries. You were dotting down like yeah, weekly, no, eh? It was that, um, that Wellington, oh, it was a Wellington game, which was my first game. Uh, yeah, I got man of the match that game, and then, yeah. Um, played that North Harbour game, and yeah, I got two two dot downs there. Got one in that Wellington game as well. So yeah, I was I was quite, it kind of caught me by surprise, bro. To yeah, be honest. like going into that Wellington game, I didn't really expect much. I was Wellington had like TJ and Artie Severe and all that. Yeah, they had all their ABs back. So um, and we had our ABs as well, Anton and um, fine, Damien, yeah. but. Yeah, I ended up getting man of the match that game, and I was actually like, a bit caught off guard, eh, to be honest. Like, how good, how good, yeah, especially from going from Taranaki and not really getting a crack, and then um, working on my craft and working on my passing, and then and then it finally paying off that, yeah, um, that my 10 season, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I was, um, I was pretty happy for you, probably because I kind of saw what you were like 12 months before that and how much of a little bit of a rough spot you're in, so. I think it was pretty mm. pleasing to kind of see that, to see you in good form, to see you in a nine jersey and not a 22 one. And um, yeah. I think it's definitely paid off, but I don't think it was by um, by chance either. So, because you were kind of leading into good form throughout that season. And then at what which point did you kind of have a chat with, with the big dogs, the Chiefs? Um, I think it was, shit, maybe after my fifth game, maybe. So maybe halfway through the season. Yeah, I went and had a meeting um, with them and then um, had a meeting with them and then chewed the, chewed the fat and um, kind of smoothed things out with um, a few coaches there that um, weren't happy with me uh, going to Taranaki and, um, yeah, smoothed things over with them. And then um, a week later, they they threw me a Connie and for two years, so... Um, yeah, it was pretty awesome having that kind of security halfway through minor 10 season and yeah, absolutely. Um, not thinking about, you know, um, not putting pressure on myself to to ha- to get that Connie when I already had it kind of thing. So yeah, for sure. um, it, was a, it was a lot of lot of weight off my shoulders and um, yeah. Yeah. I suppose the footy industry is kind of like that, eh? It's like, it's definitely like a walking on eggshells type of business because like you said, like, it's like you're solidified when you get another contract you're like solidified for the next two years and you think oh thank fuck like it's more of like a, a relief more than like a moment of excitement because yeah. if you don't have anything then fuck you've got no income Bro, it must be tough for those for those guys you know off contract and and everything like that coming into a minor 10 season and obviously i'm gonna probably have that next year which will which will be a bit interesting but um yeah it must be tough for tough for the boys off contract going into a uh, NPC season not not knowing kind of thing so and having to perform um it's definitely not something I'm looking forward to next year but <laughs> <laughs> that's rugby but rugby's a, a different beast and um yeah that's just that's just the way it is yeah um kind of tell us more about kind of going into that cheese environment full-time like what was it like grabbing shoulders with the big boys ABs obviously um, you would have had Webby there, T-Man, yep. both All Blacks. Yeah. Um, what was it like yeah. kind of getting around them? And obviously you got like Bryn Gatlin at 10 and you got D-Mac as well. So you got quite a lot of yeah. experience there as well. It was, um, it was de- it definitely took me a while to 
to kind of settle in. Like obviously when the All Blacks come back in pre-season um, and you're in the huddle and you know you see Sammy Kane, Damien and that all all standing around um, in the same circle. So it obviously took maybe a month to get used to actually seeing those guys yeah. uh, around and them, those guys being your mates as well. So um, yeah. And it was awesome. Webby and T-Man were awesome. Um, obviously, didn't have too much, too much, didn't put too much pressure on myself to, you know, come in and push for a spot in 23. Because um, obviously, you know, they're, they're two All Blacks and um, they're two awesome, awesome players and even awesome people, you know, there, which made it a lot easier. Um, yeah, for sure. The, the Chiefs environment's mean, bro. Like, everyone's so welcoming. There's, there's no, there's no hierarchy. There's no one bigger than, than you know me, who was just in my first year, and you know, everyone gives you the time of day, and everyone tries to get to know you um, as best they can, and that's what makes a good um, rugby team, bros. Um, a team that can connect um, best is, you know, normally the one that's going to come out on top, and I think that that showed in some of our results where you know we were winning those games in that 80 second yeah minute kind of thing. Hundred um, percent. Those Blues, Crusaders and Highlanders games. Um, yeah, that really showed how connected we were as a team and um, what our environment's like. Yeah. I think that's something that I've kind of always admired about the Chiefs environment, eh, is there's just a lot of character and there's a lot of different levels to it. Um, yeah, and everyone's different, bro. Like, you know, you get the – there's some weird people in there. There's some really quiet people. <laughs> yeah. You know, the weird people of Ronnie and – yeah. Ronnie and Leggy. Like, yeah, Ronnie and Leggy, bro. They're all characters. And yeah. Then you get your, you know, like your quiet people and your loud people. It's there's definitely a a variety of different people and um that's the beauty of it, I think. Yeah, nice. Talk us through um your debut, who was it against? And also talk us through that um that little meat pie you got 40 metres out against the Reds. How was that? <laughs> oh shit. Um yeah, my debut, my debut was against the Highlanders. Um, weirdly enough, I wasn't actually, I wasn't actually that nervous for a day. Like I was, I think it was just, um, me being like confident and in my game and everything like that. I'd, I'd done so much work during that preseason to, to get me prepared to play that game. So I, I wasn't actually nervous going into it, but I ended up getting like maybe 10 or so minutes. Um, and we got pumped, but, um, it was pretty awesome because Aaron Smith was their reserve nine as well. So um, when I came on, he was already on, and um, it was it was pretty surreal. Yeah, a few elbows when the boys locked horns. That <laughs> <laughs> so was happening, Nuggy. But um, yeah, yeah, no, it was it was pretty um pretty surreal. You know, standing next to him before a scrum and yeah, fuck, um, it would have been epic, bro. What was it like? Yeah, talk talk think- us through that. Like, did he? Like was he um like did he say hi or was he like did he try nah, to ignore he didn't you? Say hi. Um I think I was just like daydreaming, but I was like, fuck that's Aaron Smith. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking just tap him on the shoulder and be like, bro, big fan, big fan. <laughs> it's, I, I probably wanted to do that to be honest. But yeah, I I remember at one scrum and I was just I was just looked at him, bro. I was like, fuck, it's Aaron Smith, bro. But then after that, you know, you gotta yeah. You gotta lock into your game and you gotta um be ready to to tackle someone as soon as as soon as you can. So um yeah. you can't really be dwelling on those things too much. But um now nah, he he actually talked to me after the game. He said, um, welcome to you know super rugby and that, which was which was pretty awesome. Man. Um yeah, so he, he did he did say something after the game and um yeah, just said welcome and yeah, which was pre- which was pretty awesome as well. I didn't really think he'd know who I am to be honest. Yeah, wicked, wicked. No, that's fucking me. Yeah. Looking back on your first super season, any um, major learnings? What are your thoughts, emotions? How are you feeling about it? I'm feeling good, bro. Like, I've, it's kind of a getting through your first season. You know, it's, it's your first year of professional footy, and um, there's a lot of demand from your body and that to to actually train every day and be ready on game day. So, um, just prepare my body, bro. Like. Um, coming in early and rolling, stretching, because yeah. um, at the at the end of the day, that's that's what's going to get you more contracts and more more years playing Super Rugby is um, your body. And if your body's not right, then 
shit, you'll, you'll have to find another job. <laughs> you will, you're going so, to. Um, so, yeah, pro- probably that, just the rehab, prehab, um, everything like that. I've, I've had niggles in the past where I've um, not really worked on them that much and they've taken taken a while to, to come back. So, um, yeah. just learning to be a professional and um, doing all the right things. Um, nice. Obviously, still having a still having a life outside of footy, but um, but yeah, just probably learning to be a professional is one of the main things for for your first year. Yeah, it can be quite quite daunting and um, quite demanding on 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 your body, especially if you're not used to that sort of load. Yeah, for sure. Um, one more thing before we kind of get into the Q and A, that red try, bro. Yeah. T- t- talk yeah, us through. Yeah, yeah. Um, to be honest, bro, I didn't. I wasn't really thinking. To be honest, I was blowing. It's probably like the fastest, fastest game I've ever I've ever played in. Sure. Because when when I came on, I think I suppose we were down like forty to eight or something. So I came on and <laughs> it was like maybe 20, 20 minutes to go, and I was just like, fuck, we gotta actually, you know, fucking step up our game here. So we weren't kicking or anything. We were were tapping heaps of heaps of um heaps of penalties and um there was heaps of there was heaps of I could I noticed there was heaps of space around the rucks since it was so quick. Yeah. So um and shooters shooters Sean Sean Stevenson's real good at um looking for work and looking for space around the rucks. And I think he got like a uh inside ball off um Trasky. Yeah. Um, that's right. Yeah. And then obviously and then I was just running Fat man's track, what all um, half X do, um, yeah. and just and just got a got a pass from shooter and uh, ran in from I think it was like seventy meters out. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> fuck for he would have got pinned down, but at the halfway, easy. <laughs> nah, yeah, and then um, yeah, I think I caught it maybe thirty meters out and ran into the corner, and um, yeah, it was pretty awesome getting getting my first um, Chiefs try. Was it your um, first one? Yeah, that's my first one. Ah, good shit. Yeah, first and only. Um, but yeah, that that game was hectic, bro. That last twenty was out the gate. Cause you guys like, just got pipped that game, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we, like I said, when we came, when I came on, it was like forty to eight, and then we ended up bringing it back to. I think we brought it back to maybe within six, maybe. Shit, that's good. Yeah, but bro, I was, I was blowing, bro. Like my fuck. My ass was hanging. Yeah. Was, what's your um what's your yayo and bronco at the moment? Um, I think my last bronco I did was like in the early four thirties. Nice. But it's still not not great, but um it was uh, it was my best one um, in preseason. So yeah. Or best one I've ever I've ran. So um yeah. It's a lot different to um, playing fitness, you know. You, you know, where you can run a good bronco, but tackling and getting back on your feet and tackling again—it's it's a whole different fitness, and you can't can't really prepare for for a game fitness other than playing con games and and shit like that. So, hundred um, percent, yeah. Nice, bro. What about yo? You you boys still doing yo-yos or? No, we don't do yo-yos anymore. Oh, beautiful. Bro, I think we we might have been supposed to do one at the start of the year, but no, we never did, which was gone. Fucking outstanding! I I I think it's time for the comeback now after that news. Fucking hell! Oh, hundred percent. Yo, you suck, bro. Because the fitter you are, the the further you go. And with Broncos, you know, the fitter you are, the faster you're going to finish it. Yeah, that's why I've always, I've always been pretty good at yo-yos, but like I, I hate them. What is your best yo? Um. I think in twenties, I got like maybe mid twenties, maybe okay. in my twenties year. Yeah, but that's that's me fucking training pretty hard and running yeah. heaps. So yeah, yeah it's well, there's not much to you, bro. There's not much to you, yeah. is there? Probably yeah, throw you. Well, I could probably throw you faster than you run. <laughs> yeah, it's the gym where I where I start hiding. Um, but I've got quite a lot of the boys actually um through. Through through some questions. Um, favorite team you've been a part of? Favorite team. Um, shit, that's a hard one, actually. I'd say the Chiefs this year. Yeah, that was my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Not, not the Thames Valley under twelve. But I actually thought about that. Thames Valley Golden Wolves. Maybe it was. No. 
Uh, what's it like being in both your brothers' shadows? Mm. <laughs> yeah, funny. I, I, I reckon give give it ten years, and I'll be in, in my little brother's shadow. He's yeah. he's a real estate agent at the moment. He's I stayed and went before he's thirty. Oh, he'll be he'll be loaded, bro. So he'll yeah, be loaded. I'll, 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 yeah. What it's what 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 is it like though? I don't know. I'll tell you in ten years. Yeah, not a bad go go <laughs> real estate to be honest. Oh yeah, fucking he's he's nineteen and um, he's like an apprentice now, still. But um, he sold his first house uh, maybe a month ago and yeah, I give him ten years and he'll be fucking. And yeah. he, he can talk shit as well. He's he's worse than me, bro. He, yeah, you won't stop. Yeah, yeah, you can't stop him talking. Man. <laughs> so he's in the perfect job as well. Yeah, yeah. Real estate. Um, you seem like a shoe guy, Zave. What's your favorite shoe? <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's that's Quinn, bro. Quinn's the shoe guy. Um, I think I got some um, Jordan One um, uh, mockers the other uh, a couple nice. weeks ago. Yeah, oh, a couple yeah. months ago. Um, I've only worn them once, but yeah, they're probably my favourite at the moment. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say those dirty old Burks that are four years old, embedded, embedded with <laughs> all those toe jams, bro. Those fucking poor black. things. <laughs> Those black Burks. Yeah, those black Burks once upon a time, nice and brown. Yeah, nice and brown. Um, what was it like giving clean ball every time to a below average 10, which was me? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking skip. Did, did, did you send that in? No, one of the other um, boys did. That was awesome, bro. I think um, that photo you, you reposted on your... Um, Instagram the other day. I think you, you were playing 10 that, that day, eh? Yeah, yeah, I think it was you yeah. and I. I think that was the last time as well. I don't think yeah. in Taranaki we ever, we ever got it another chance. But um, no. come down and play for um, Old Boys next year and we'll, we'll see how we go. I'd rather uppercut myself, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, who was your best touch coach and why was it Nick McCurran? Nick McCurran. Yeah, that was my touch coach. And fuck, maybe year nine or something, year nine or 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I used to play touch, bro, and you know, and ten, and stopped after, after, after that because it, it got too much training. I, I like yeah. my summer and I like going <laughs> home, and that's <laughs> so yeah. stayed in Hamilton. <laughs> bro, he's doing well overseas, eh, Nick? Bro, he's doing awesome, man. Because I was talking to um, Sita to Money Valley. Was at our old boys training. Um, does he? Is he playing for old boys same. now? Nah, he was just coaching, bro. Oh. He was just coaching because he, he used to play for old boys. Um, when he was at the at the Mana, yeah, um, and yeah, because I, I think Nick said um, at his uh, club, nice. But yeah, he's, he must be doing real well, bro. Nice. Shout bro. out Nick McCurran. Hard, hard. Um, biggest York Street send. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, I don't know, bro. There's heaps, man. I could go on all day and talk about um, our flat that we had last year and. Yeah, you've probably seen this, some Snapchat stories as well. And yeah, um, to be honest, I don't know. I just one of them I remember. Oh, our, our living room was maybe maybe fifteen meters by ten meters. Oh, beauty! So the, fucking half and, the field. Yeah, so <laughs> and I remember I was sitting on standing on the stairs and it being like shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> You'd have to like walk through. Like. <laughs> so, bro, we had some big ones. Eh? It, it, it kind of got out of hand, to be honest. But um, yeah, bro, laugh about it now. But yeah, it's all part of growing up, bro. Bro, hundred percent, man, hundred percent. But there's there's no specific big one because every weekend was massive. But nah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, yeah. Who sent that one? In? Um, oh, I have a lot. I mean, Many lands on maybe. Hang on. I'll come back to it. Um, in the yeah, meantime, uh, do you refer yourself, or do you refer yourself as as the king of the house on hood? <laughs> no, nah, I don't. I think um, shit. Who is it now? Probably Toby Moulton now. To be honest, <laughs> he's um <laughs> he, he's normally in there every weekend. I don't think he has the ID, so I think he's just on nickname basis with the bouncers and that. But um, yeah. I think last year, last year, no, I don't. I don't consider myself the the prince of there. But it's it's a, it's a nice club. It's a nice club. It's kind of the only club in, in Hamilton that you can go to. Um, yeah. Outbacks 
Outback's probably uh, 16 now. So you were um, you were king just... of the Outback back in the day, weren't you? Oh, me and you, Razzle. Me and you. <laughs> Bro, I always remember right. coming in. I always remember coming in and there was you and Quinn dancing on that table. And I always remember telling you guys to go home because I thought you especially were too fucking young, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Quinn was too young. I used to take him to because yeah, he was like seventeen, bro. Yeah. So because well, I uh, when I used to live with him, um, and obviously I was playing club and that, so I'd be like, "Come on, bro, let's let's go clubbing." And he'd take his um brother's brother's um ID in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good good fun. No, um, Maddie was Maddie was running the. The outback back then. Oh and yeah, Maddie and Dukes were there every weekend. Yeah. They, they were there on the red, bro. Yeah, yeah. On, oh, like, on Hayden. Yeah, on thirty climb cruises. Oh, you beauty. Um, <laughs> Those are the days, bro. Yeah. Fun. Uh, what what cryptos are you in? Are you in crypto? Nah, I'm not. I actually, Kahoo, Kahoo probably sent this in. He did. Kahoo, he did. Kahoo tried to get me on it at the start of the year. Yeah. So he was like, and I was like, yeah, bro, king is. Maybe put like, maybe like 600 bucks in it. He did. And he still made in you there, put it. I just, yeah. Maybe put like 600 bucks into it, into like um, Ethereum and Link Chain and that. Um, but I, I haven't checked it since then. It's <laughs> probably got like eight grand, bro. But just, yeah, it's it's so stupid of me though. Like chucking six hundred bucks at something I don't even really give a fuck. Yeah, about. yeah. <laughs> Bitcoin, I want that fucking six hundred bucks back, please. <laughs> I might go get it after this actually. Thank yeah, bro, give money. it a crack. Go buy some um, new shoes or something. Boston McCulloch was the one that sent in that York Street one. Um, any superstitions? Um, yeah, actually, do I? I, I don't um tie my shoelaces until. I go out under the post to like a game. True. That makes sense. So yeah, so I put my boots on, don't tie my shoelaces, um, go out under the under the sticks into the dead ball line, tie them up. Um, oh, and I have to have like my left and right sock on. <coughs> like I can't have two rights. Oh yeah. If that makes sense. So yeah, yeah. it's all good if, if, if the socks don't say a left and right, but yeah. Um, yeah, if I've got two lefts or something, I, uh, I, I, I need to go find the right one. Yeah, just head to it. Head to it. But um, that's kind of my only superstitions, really. Yeah. Best place to take a girl on a date in Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro, I don't actually um take girls on dates. So I, I, I just stick to myself, believe it or not. Um. Best uh, house on hood. <laughs> nah. Was it Taco Tuesday um, or something? What's that? Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. No, nah, I'm talking about Saturday night. Oh, Saturday yeah. beauty. <laughs> no, nah, I don't know, bro. There's not really much to do on there with them, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. There's a few cafes, maybe, but. Um... <laughs> plus 51. <laughs> yeah, yeah, plus 91, because I get a discount. Oh, plus 91, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, hobbies outside of footy. Um, surfing, um, just chilling at home by the beach, um, having a beer. Nice. Yeah, you're definitely yeah. partial to a to a beer. Um, advice to anyone out there wanting to make it in footy. Um, make sure you enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. So make make sure you uh, it's enjoyable. Um and yeah, just work hard, stick at it. Nice, bro. Um, few more. How do you deal with failure? That's another good one that came through. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, I think it's a good question because I've, I've actually failed a lot of times. Actually, um, I don't know. Just I feel like the only time that that you learn is when you fail. So I, I, I don't, I feel like you, you never really find too many learnings when, when you're always succeeding in that. So yeah, um, it's good to fail. Um, you know, if you're not failing, you're not, you're not trying really. Um, I don't know about like, I don't really know about advice, but just keep, just keep trying and eventually you'll, you'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't give up. 
Um, 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 what's your game day routine? So from the time um, you wake up to time for kickoff. To be honest, bro, I'm I'm real relaxed though. Like I never really have. Like some guys will have a game day game day prep that they just they nail every week. Where I'm like, shit, I could have like four hours sleep, get up, and you know just be like, oh yeah, it's that's standard. And have a blinder. <laughs> yeah, well, I just, yeah, but I don't have any like really game day prep. Obviously, you gotta have like breakfast and shit. But yeah, um, I think when when you get to Super Rugby, like um, you go and you go into like HQ or Chiefs HQ at maybe like two o'clock or something. So like that's pretty much they've pretty much got your game day prep sus for you. You know, they've got the pre-match meal. Um, you do a walkthrough and and everything like that. So um, when you get to Super Rugby, it's it's pretty much all done for you. Um, I just chill out during the mornings, um, trying not to do anything really heavy on my legs or anything like that. But um, I don't really have any really game day prep. Yeah. Um, that's really that I that's set in stone anyway. Yeah, nice. L- uh, l- uh, listen to music. Listen to music. Yeah, what's your go-to um, artist? Um, bro, Kid Leroy's Kid Leroy's good. Um, I check my Spotify actually, bro. I listen to like heaps of different shit. I, yeah, so you don't have like one set song before a game or before you run out or? Nah, nah, nah. nah. I I don't even, like this year. I didn't even listen to music like pre-game, like I just listen to it in the mornings and that, like I wouldn't actually, even on the bus and that, I wouldn't even, sure. I wouldn't even listen to it, yeah. Like that's how relaxed I am with my game day prep because some days I might listen to music, some days I might not, like it doesn't really, yeah. doesn't really bug, um, bug me, but um, Kid Leroy, Drake's obviously, Gangster, um, Met Sky. Yeah. Yeah, just just standard, bro. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, and last one, bro. Three people you'd go on a three day bender with, and why? Um, I'll go. I'll go like my mates. Eh? I'll go. I'll go people I know. Um, who's always good for it? Maddie Lansdowne. Um, Maddie Lansdowne, just because fuck, he can he can go and go and go. Um, who else? I'll go um, Kobe Moon as well. That's where, that's where I do my most work with. And it'd be very, uh, it'd be very <laughs> not to put him in there. It would be. It fucking <laughs> yeah, would be. I think he'd be, he'd, be, he'd be calling me tomorrow if, um, if I didn't put him in there. Um, Quinta Pye would be up there as well. Yeah. He'd be my fourth. Just, yeah, that's where I do my best work with. And Absolutely. Yeah. That's good, bro. Um, anything else you want to touch on before you kind of wrap it up? Um, no, nah, bro, we've covered covered a lot, eh? Um, anything you wanna else you wanna touch on? Anything like that? Nah, bro, not really. Um, I was just fucking. It's been good to get you on, bro. It's it's um it's been a pleasure watching your watching you carry on after I fell off the bandwagon. Um, but it's been it's 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 pleasing to see you get get some minutes and get into some form, and um, I'll be watching you with close eye of NPC and 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 definitely um next year in Super as well. So hopefully. Hopefully one day I lace up again and we can kind of throw the pillow around again. 100%. Bro. It's good to see you doing your pod potty as well. Um, I've been listening and even you, I'm going to listen to your book reviews after this. I was listening to, um, oh, which one? Oh, your live Q&A before. That, um, Ant Middleton. Yeah. Do you know who uh, I used to Yeah, I used to do the same on Facebook, bro, when I was um, watching those um, SAS. Yeah. Um, and bro, yeah, I've watched <laughs> like you, like you said, and like you'd yeah. be there for an hour and be like, "Fuck, I've, I've watched fucking." He's hectic, okay. He's fucking, yeah, he's hectic, bro. Yeah, he's I actually, I actually need to start reading as well, bro. Like, fuck, something I, something I need to do. It's, um, I've definitely thought about it, like you said as well. Um, walking past the wood calls and that, and yeah, um, it's pretty, it's probably pretty good as well, rather than being on your phone for <coughs> five hours. Yeah, the day, you know, it's um, it's just finding the time, bro. But um, like I'm not a reader, and I ended up reading all three of his books. So fuck that. Say yeah, something, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's so something, bro. And you're an idiot as well. So. <laughs> you can't really string a sentence together, let alone fucking read one. Um, I'd be keen to link up over summer and have a few beers and stuff. Eh? I'd be real keen on that and have a proper no, catch bro, up, I'll, as you were saying. I'll 
yeah, I'll be back in, I'll be back in Paunui, bro, most of it, and um, I don't, I think I'll preseason starts in December, but um, every weekend I'm going to be trying to get back there and yeah, through New Year's and shit as well. I'll be around <laughs> there, so um, yeah, bro, we have to catch up. Um, over in Auckland wasn't it was a five minute catch up, but yeah, yeah, definitely wasn't enough. No, nah, not at all, bro. I need a few wets in the middle of it as well. Yeah, fuck, maybe just one. Yeah, maybe one. Maybe just one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. I'll, um, I'll flick a message and we'll catch up over summer. Thanks for jumping on, yep. bro. Sounds good, bro. Thanks for having me, man. Later, bro. Later, bro.